0: Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you
1: all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power
2: Huddle.
3: David Tam, Cody Meyer, Jim Renfro. We have three amazing human beings today. Now you can hear what I'm saying. Okay. David Tam is going to lead this discussion while I start the Facebook Live. Cody and Jim, you know, David, I want you to intro these guys because you know them so much better than me. I just yeah. know they're superhuman. They but that doesn't do them half the justice of what you're going to do. So go ahead, give us some background, David. You guys all know David Tam, one of the smartest people in real estate. That's now that his new title, Four Minutes with the Mr. Wizard of Real Estate. David TM, uh give us an intro on Cody and Jim, David. Yeah.
0: Uh, thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate it. So, uh, these are two of my favorite human beings on planet Earth. Like, I genuinely mean that. I had the privilege, privilege of spending some time with them up in Fargo, North Dakota, at the Hatch Summit, uh, gosh, last week, right? And got to nerd out on some seriously high level stuff that they're doing. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, these are some of probably two of the top three or top four inside sales agents in the entire United States. Like, unequivocally, And I'm going to talk today a little bit about um, some things that we can do in the ISA space, pick their brain a little bit. Um, I've got a list of a bunch of questions, but I want to give it over to Jim first and then Jim punt it over to Cody for really quick intros on yourselves. Your a little bit of background, but currently what you're doing.
2: Yeah, thanks, man. Um, So um, I'm an ISA. been around for seven and a half years, have about 600,000 attempts, 75,000 conversations, about 1,125 closed deals as an ISA. Um, Been doing the game for seven and a half years. It used to be where I would have to do a lot of manual work. And so a lot of manual dials, a lot of uh, time on Mojo and dialers, a lot of texts, a lot of things like that. Now, through the systems that we've put in place, the system does a lot of that heavy lifting for us. So right now, you know, it's October 1st on Friday, right? I know in October, we're going to have about 20 to 25,000 attempts automatically through the system that we've set up. And so my life's gotten a lot easier. You to have to, you know, work 12, 14 hour days and then, you know, do five to 700 attempts a day. And now <laughs> a number is maybe one fifth of that and everything else is automated and it's uh, it's a way different game now. So then my boy, Cody, uh, I was, ISA leader of the department for a while, realized I hate being a leader. I like to do it from the, from the background. I don't like to do it from the foreground. So Cody likes to lead. And so Cody take over, took over that ISA, uh, head ISA role manager, sales director, and allowed me to step back into production, which is what I I like to do best. So my man, Cody, why don't you introduce yourself? Before you do, before you do, so you cut your work by
0: by 80%. right? So you're doing 20% of what you used to, but your contact rates and your appointment set rates and your transaction rates have actually gone up. Mm-hmm. right? So that's yeah. the mind blowing thing. And Jesse, that's some of the stuff that we're going to share on the phone call today. I feel like a lot of people in the ISA space are still stuck in the stone ages. Like, oh, I have to pick up the phone and hammer the phone and call every single lead every single day. Like, no. And when I'll talk to us about some of the doctoral research that we're doing with these two individuals right now to, to prove that. So Cody, back over to you.
1: Let me unmute there. Uh, so, I think Jim did a, a great introduction there. I've been with uh, Hatch Realty for about uh, four years and some change. Um, was not in the real estate space previous to this. Um, kind of had a varied background of going wherever the next adventure was uh, culinary arts, nonprofit, uh, manufacturing. You know, it's just kind of all over the place. Um, and luckily, that was a huge asset to me as I kind of came into this world, because what I saw, just as you alluded to, David, is that uh, not only ISAs, I think our industry as a whole, frankly, in, in a lot of spaces, it just really stuck um, and primed for not only a you know, technological renaissance, but frankly, just a, a change of pace and a change of um, application. You know, whether that's their tools, their language, uh, the way they structure their teams. So uh, I took over the uh, director of lead conversion spot from Jim uh, starting in 2020 and, uh, you know, kind of had to bring our own department. Uh, it, you know, they gave the they gave the new guy the power. So, you know, bringing everybody kicking and screaming. And uh, I don't think it turned out too bad. Jim seems pretty happy. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I was uh, I was against all this. Oh, he, he was. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah, makes it sound like yeah. this really
1: clean, nice transition. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not. No,
2: I was an asshole.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> hey, I'm I
3: it like six minutes. Sorry, guys. That's so. fine. We can edit that out. We, Yo, we don't to- need to edit anything. Can you guys hear me now, by the way? Yeah, yes. 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 Okay. I fixed my okay. microphone and I changed my shirt. Isn't that fun? Well, <laughs> why didn't you? You should have drawn the purple like Jim and I. We did not color coordinate. I, I, I totally would have. So, so by the way, you can say anything you want in the show. It is live, unedited. That's the whole fun of this. If people have kids watching, they're just getting an education in real estate. I'm okay. okay there you go. So I want to go back to Cody for one minute and have him read the sign that's behind his head before you jump in, David, because that sign behind your head, Cody, is hilarious. (laughs) I don't know if you can read it live. Let me, uh, let me, let me, let me, how do I, what's, what's the sign? uh,
1: Are there any Parks and Rec fans out there? So this is a quote from my favorite, favorite uh, character from Parks and Rec. Um, And it says, when life gives you lemons, you sell your grandma's jewelry and go clubbing. Uh, It's a quote by John Ralphio.
3: I just think it sets up the personality. So David, where do we want to start this? You asked the first question. These guys are awesome. I can tell this is gonna be fun.
0: Oh, these guys, they're they're amazing. And so the fun, like I'll get onto a call with these gentlemen and we'll be talking marketing and then we'll just go down some rabbit hole about some high level technology. And then six months later, it's built out. You know what I mean? Because they move extremely fast. You know, there's a book um, called Driven. And I think both of these guys are of that driven type. And I love working with guys at the same caliber. So um, what I have here is a list of questions Uh, that I think are going to teach the community, but also open up some doorways in your mind of, wow, maybe I need to take a look at my current business model and change things up a little bit, or I'm not there yet, but move the bullseye, the target a little bit of what you need to assess. Because it's not, oh, I need to hire three full-time ISAs to hammer the phones anymore. You know, like we just finished, we're about to publish a, a doctoral study that conclusively shows you should not be picking up the phone and calling a Google PPC lead first. Should not, right? You should be texting them first and then emailing and then calling potentially, right? And in fact, by picking up the phone and calling, it has zero impact on appointment set rate. So you're just wasting your time, right? And your money. So, so those are some of the things that I wanna share here. Obviously, Jesse, you'll have access to that paper as soon as we publish it. But so, and I'm gonna open this up for Cody and for Jim. And your opinion, like, what is an ISA and what it should their actual job be? Give me a short description if you can. It current state, not
2: three years ago. Either one of you. Jimmy, you
1: want to start that one off?
2: Yeah, for me, I just think that ISA is someone that manages the database. I used to think it was someone that facilitated relationships. And now, for me, it's more of that backend database management system. Yeah. And someone that can have conversations, but someone that just knows how to use the system really, really well. At scale, with technology, totally. Right. And I,
0: what I find is, so we, I work with the top eight ISAs in the country, for sure, right? They have the highest appointment set, highest appointments, and they've gotten the highest amount of phone calls, right? You've picked up the phone 600,000 times, Jim, in the last seven years. I don't know that anybody else in the industry can say that. So yeah, mind blown, right? I I would literally jump off a bridge. So, what, oh, there was days, man. <laughs> <laughs> those days. But so, so what would you say then? Are some of the common misconceptions in the ISA space when you're talking to a more green ISA? Right? They've they've been in the seat for six months or a year. They're starting to close transactions, and when you hop on the phone with them, what are some of the misconceptions that you hear that we can course correct and talk about today on the call?
2: You know, some of the most common questions we used to get was, what CRM are you using? What dialer are you using? Um, But really, I think everybody still thinks you have to pick up the phone, which you do, but you don't have to pick up the phone for a voice call. You can pick up the phone to text or pick up a phone to monitor your system and see what it's doing. Um, Other misconceptions, I would say, is people think it's what you say. It's not. It's how you say it, how you interact with people. Uh, and people also think you always have to be closing. And for me, like my last thing I want to do is close. I don't give a shit about the outcome of, of the call. I really don't right. I want to see, can I serve this person? Can I offer value? Because if you can do those two things, they're going to close
3: themselves. Mm-hmm. And I asked a question there. And if this is going out of your flow, David, I just got I want to follow up. So he just said, it doesn't matter what you say, it matters how you say it, but we're sure. talking about texting a lot. So mm-hmm. how do you say it in a different way in text? Are we gonna get there, David? Am I good, to go there yeah, now?
0: We're gonna get there and we've got a ton of different examples of how you can have an emotionally driven conversation via text to ask open-ended questions that that promote that kind of conversation. Now, of course, I think we're also talking about verbally, but, but we can have interaction via email as well, how you respond, when you respond, right? It all is part of that dialogue of trying to maximize Really, yes, it's about the dollars in your bank account at the end of the day, the profit, but also is every single client as happy as they possibly can be in making the most amount of money on the transaction to fit their needs. And that's what Jim and Cody do. And they're on like my left and right on Zoom. So that's why I'm pointing like this. Well,
3: well I will I will wait patiently for the answer to that. I don't know if they're on the left and right on my side. I just wanna do this gesture to too. I will wait patiently for them to answer that question also.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so then Jim and Cody, What are some of the ahas, like uh, the light bulbs that go off after you spent an hour or a couple of hours of sessions with an ISA that that have really moved the needle for you or for them?
1: So I think kind of I'll I'll blend your last question and this question together. Eric Hatch, uh, we're at Hatch Realty. Um, Eric Hatch laid something on me last year that kind of was really fundamental with how I'm moving our department. Mm -hmm. And that's really, he wants to focus on three things. He wants to focus on the product, he wants to focus on the process, and he wants to focus on the people. Now, people above all will always be our number one priority when it comes to, you know, how we do business um, with the consumer. um, And alternatively, how we run our business internally, how we treat our own people. Um, So there's this really interesting parallel, I think, where when you throw an ISA kind of into the water, and you know, you say dial more, more, more one, first and foremost, there are never these really clear set goals. And, and I see this more with Rainmakers. Sometimes it's hard for them to understand and articulate what the value proposition is or how the ISA actually adds to their bottom line, other than taking work off the table and knowing that you know paid leads, things like that, incoming leads are getting answered, right? And that's not a shot at Rainmakers because frankly, the ISA model within real estate is still kind of a new thing. You know, It's been around, but it hasn't really been studied and articulated at a really good level. Um, you know, I'll use the the process. One of the biggest things that um, you know on our team is like a, a center principle, um, is that we have to be the innovators and we need to drive things forward. Um, the example I would give is for a lot of um, real estate teams they that are you know either in the process of getting their first ISA or maybe have one or two ISAs in the. Um, you know in their ecosystem one thing you hear a lot of is the rainmakers are out and they're going and they're looking for those innovations which is a good thing that's a positive quality but the thing that we have to consider is that if the rainmaker doesn't have inside sales experience and if they haven't ran an inside sales team how well can they evaluate the innovation that they're finding and how can they create new things you know it has to come from the bottom up mm-hmm. um you know, and I think that's a really critical part of what my team does day to day. Where we've shifted the mentality of, you know, smiles and dials, smiles and dials. You know, we have to, you know, shift that that mindset over to okay, how are we best serving the customer? What is our actual production system? And when people hear that, a lot of things. Well, the CRM—that's not it. That is a tool. That is a piece of the production system. You right. have to define the production system within your ecosystem. So. Uh, Kind of, kind of got on a roll there. I forgot what your, your secondary question was, <laughs> I apologize. No, no that, that was perfect. It
0: was really, really some of the ahas that come up for the ISAs, but I think you, you touched on something that is in, so important. How many, how many agents were high producing agents, And then we're like, oh my gosh, I can just break off and do this myself. And they start their own brokerage and they scale and they've never sat the ISAC. They just think Mm -hmm. you're a monkey, make phone call. But that, well, I mean, truly that that was the the antiquated methodology of, of, I'm just going to hire somebody and they're just going to hammer the phones. Go ahead. What's up,
3: Desi? But I got to say, in defense of agents who graduate to running a team, most of them have filled the ISA role. They just didn't call it an ISA role. They filled every role. They, they booked calls, and so if all they knew was to hammer the phones, that makes sense. But some agents have texts and things, they're just doing it to book appointments for themselves. Right. That's why you want to jump in. Sure.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think the big thing is, um, you know, kind of alluding to what you just said, Jesse, most agents will just say, go hammer the phones, because that's what they knew worked at the time. The game for us changes every six months. What we did six months ago is very different from what we're doing today. It was drastically different from what we did two years ago. Um, And so, you know, going back to the original question, which what is an ISA? I think it's, it's uh, your manager. It's people that hold your agents accountable. It's your insurance policy on your database to make sure you're not losing money for Easy leads that are in there. And it's really someone that's gonna basically be more of a sniper than someone who takes a shotgun approach. Before it was a shotgun approach, call everybody, call expired, call Fisbos, call new leads, call everybody. Now it's more of that sniper approach based on activity that you can see on the back end.
0: Yep. And what's really interesting about that, Jesse, is like we we have to take a very hard look at at their system and our system every single quarter. And you know we we were I was literally talking to a group of 150 something rainmakers of guys like what you were doing a year ago does not apply today and if you're doing exactly today what you were two years ago from a lead follow up a systems a scripting a technology standpoint you're already in the dust like bye you know what I mean because well I hate to say it like you need to have a tighter finger on the pulse like anybody can make money in this market it is ridiculous right now. What about when it starts to slow down a bit, a little bit, and you have to really start taking a look at what's your appointment set rate, conversion rate, how much, you know, your, what your bottom line for labor and expenses are, and then figure out, okay, what is the technology or the strategy that we're going to use this quarter based off of actual research and not just pulling stuff out of thin air to ensure that we're going to continue to stay profitable. Right? Yeah, Can I give an
2: example of that, David? Yeah, please do man. Let's uh, rewind to March of last year. Okay. We closed down our office. Everybody's stuck at home. People are actually answering their phone calls. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Had way more conversations from March to July last year over the phone than any time in my whole career. Mm -hmm. Also had way more people relocating to North Dakota from (laughs) places that were highly, pop you know, had high populations. Now compare that to today where, one, everybody's pissed off. They're fed up. They don't want to answer their phone. And they want you to get to the damn point. And so before I would say, you know, we would dive into motivation and emotion and things like that. Mm -hmm. And on some calls I can still do that, but now it's how the hell can I serve them as fast as possible, get back to them as fast as possible and really just show that we're actual human beings and not machines. As weird as that sounds, every, one of the common questions we get that you see in the automated systems are, are you a robot emoji? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And so now it's it's constantly
1: changing. Can I can I jump in there? And I think one of the things that we learned through that period, and and I don't want it to necessarily come across that it's like one or the other, right? The, it's a very gray, you know, between automation and you know text messages and and phone calls. One of the things that I really took away from 2020 was that I think a lot of times as um, as realtors we think our business proposition, our value proposition is crystal clear when it's really not.
0: Mm.
1: And, and 2020 was an amazing example of that, where people were cooped up inside, you know, they're worried about going out on tours, they were worried about coming in for consults, you know, and and I think a lot of the time, we, we tend to just assume that they can understand our value proposition, um, when frankly, our value proposition doesn't align with what they need.
0: Explain that a little bit more, give me an example of that.
1: So, Let me rewind a little bit to maybe 2019. Um, Our kind of process was really as ISAs and as agents um, was really predicated on in-office consults, right? We found that, you know, for in-office consults, that conversion rate was exponentially higher than just going up, uh, going out and doing a showing, right? Along comes Zillow in 2020 and really starts kind of pushing, you know, pushing everybody into a box to say, hey, you're going to do a tour. And if you don't do a tour, your CSAT score is going to plummet, right? And so Zillow was kind of the first chip in the glass for us to say, okay, we need to adjust our approach because what we had found was, yeah, the tours are good, but our agents weren't necessarily great on the follow-up. And again, that value proposition, we knew the value proposition of those in-office consults it didn't align with what um, people needed. Now, obviously COVID kind of has a, you know, kind of a specter hanging over that. But I think the fact remains that our value proposition in that was not crystal clear. And the more and more we try to push and communicate that value proposition, the more it felt like we were selling them into a box that they didn't need to be into. And so 2020 comes around and we find out that, hey, we've got to figure out video tours at a really, really high level. You know, we also need to figure out for those that are comfortable with in-person tours, you know, and contingencies notwithstanding, you know, we need to figure out what the value proposition is and how we can continue to deliver value after that initial tour. You know, um, did that kind of answer your question? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah.
0: So I want to respect everybody's time. but I want to open it up for Q&A in the last five minutes. But, but Jesse, I, I have to ask, you know, for the, both of these guys, you know that we're rolling out technology to supplement the conversation with artificial intelligence and voice recognition, all that kind of stuff. Where do you two, Cody and Jim, see the industry going in the next couple of years, right? Looking back and saying, whoa, you know what I mean? Because I feel both of you do have crystal balls because you're you're usually on point with a lot of these changes that you make.
2: I'll let Cody go first, then
1: I'll go. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good so this is actually a question we've been asking since you know probably since i started probably 20 you know 2016 2017 um, I think as an industry there is a calling coming um, not to be the the grim reaper here but you know if 2020 was not an indication 2021 and forward will be um, you know, and, and part of it is technology, and I think we we put so much emphasis on the technology part, which is important, but it's only one part of the total equation. Um, you know, your level of service, your ability to create a value proposition that aligns with a large base of potential consumers whose needs are going to come faster, and they're going to need that value much sooner and in much different uh, mediums than maybe you've ever you know really attempted before. Um, I, th- I think we're going to see a, a serious calling. And I think if I can throw, you know, a little bit of uh, conspiracy into the mix here, sure. um, I think that there is going to come a time where we will no longer need to pick our real estate agents. I mean, take a look at Google, Facebook, you know, yeah. any of your social media accounts, they know what I like, they know where I live, they know what I look at, they know what I value, they know what I talk about, they know what my friends think. You know, when you put this all together, they're gonna be able to, with a relatively high degree of accuracy, be able to tell me, hey, Connie is the real estate agent you need to work with. She aligns with everything that you're about, and she works in your area, and she's been, you know, inside of the houses that you like, here, I'll set up an appointment for you. And we love Connie. So of course,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, that's an Excellent answer. And I, I agree with you to a certain degree, right? I think there's going to be a more of a you know, sign curve to it in my expectation, but
2: Jim, what do you think? Where are we going? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to talk specifically from the ISA standpoint, Go for it. where today an ISA is a relationship person, someone that manages a database. I believe over the next three to five years, that's going to drastically change and ISA is going to be more of a programmer. They're gonna be more of that database administrator, but you're also, I think, gonna have a very, very hard time recruiting ISAs that are really, really good. Because yeah. right now in this labor market, people know their value and they don't want to work traditional hours. There's very few people that are built like me, and that's not to come off boastful. I was desperate as fuck when I started. I worked 80 hour weeks. I was broke. My wife had to pay for my life or for my for my uh, real estate license. Literally, like we got married, she paid for it. And I was making jack shit. And so he fast forward. I've now closed all these deals. I know how to do this. I know how to help build databases. It's a much different skill set, and it's a skill set that if I were to go to Microsoft, I know what my value would be there. If I were to go to Zillow and start working on that, I know what my value would be there. So I feel like the only way small teams are going to be able to survive or have someone that fills that ISA roles is through automation and having more of that backend database administrator. Someone that can program things as well. I love I'm it. Agreed.
0: So, and, and just I mean, and you've brought in what four, four and a half million dollars of GCI in the short time period that you've been sitting that seat from the well, about, about it, six, six and a half, yeah, six and a half
2: million dollars. So yeah, our average, our average price point here is two twenty-five. So, I mean, okay. it's the Midwest it's pretty low compared to you know the coast or bigger cities.
0: Right. So, if you're in California, that's that's fifteen million dollars. Right. So, so this is it's a, definitely a scalable thing, um, Jesse. I want to take the next few minutes and open it up for questions. I know Craig, you're going to have some <laughs> guys go ahead and fire it away. And then if you have any questions, drop them in the Facebook group uh, and then also post in the Facebook when we throw this up as well as YouTube. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Who's got questions? Craig, you're letting me down, man. I count on you for questions. I'm gonna unmute
3: you. I got got questions and you actually can't unmute people anymore. So I got questions. So so can I just throw in, because first of all, I am loving what you're talking about. I wanna go back to the culling for a minute, right? You said culling, I heard calling in my head and I've got a a song that we have queued up for the end of it now that every time you hear this song, you'll think about it. But uh, when you talk about a culling, right? Without being doom and gloom, I just wanna make sure this message comes through loud and clear. It sounds like you believe there is still a future for the highly skilled specific agent with the right skill set, correct, Cody or Jim? Can we just collaborate on that? 100%. To leave it on a positive note, okay. Yeah, so, yeah I,
1: and like David said, you know, I think I think David's absolutely right. It's going to happen on a sine curve, and you know, the the good need to be the best, and the best will continue to endure. Um, you know, but I mean, let's be very honest. You know, there is a lower tier of of real estate agents in our industry, and I I hate to say it, but it's going to come to an
3: end. They're not watching this show though, so that's fine. No. No, they're not. <laughs> I mean, frankly, they probably aren't. So, so, so here's a question for you then back to, if you had to just give someone like everyone always wants the golden bullet, they want the one thing that could change everything. And I know it doesn't exist. You know, it doesn't exist. But if you had to give one thing, they're like, man, if you just learned this for each one of you guys, what would you, what would be the one piece of advice you give to the, the, the above average agent?
1: Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let Jimmy take
2: that one first. You know, for me, I would say literally just start to know people if you can know people and know how people think you're going to be able to connect and literally it's coming it's as simple as jesse what do you want what are you looking to do here people think you have to make this into an extravagant game i'm going to be honest guys i am not eloquent there's days i can barely talk but what i'm really good at doing is listening and then rephrasing what they said and asking clarification if you can do that you're going to be a better human and you're going to be a way better salesperson. I I mean, and so let's, you know, earlier we were talking text versus voice, right? If someone sends me a text message, this, this long, I'm going to send a text message back. That's that's that long, but there's going to be statements in there and then rephrasing and then asking a question. It's the same type of thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to match what they're doing. So if there's one word answers, it's going to be two,
3: two word questions. So so I'm actually writing a book right now. Cody, I'm giving you one more minute to stall and think before you got one minute to answer. So, Jim, I'm writing a book right now on digital communication. It's called The Cardinal Sins of Digital Communication. I would love to do a chat with you. Maybe do it on Agent Powerful yep. is offline. Can we go deeper yep. into that? Okay. Definitely. Love, love it. Autumn, will you make sure to schedule time with me and Jim. And uh, Cody, what's your last your last thought? And then David, I'll let you tie it together.
1: So my last thought maybe kind of falls, uh, flies in the face of, you know, the title of this, uh, you know, this show here. Um, There's a quote that has been attributed to Bill Gates. I don't know if and when he actually said it, but uh, he said efficiency and technology applied to an inefficient system is only going to make it more inefficient. Um, I think that right now, especially as you see these third-party vendors who, you know, we're kind of on the edge of real estate now really coming inside and becoming like a central part of the conversation, um, offering things like chatbots and, you know, VAs, I think, frankly, it fit into that category. Um, there are a lot of pieces of technology that are great uh, standalone. They are not going to save you from a bad process um you know when i talked about those production systems and you know if anybody wants to connect on that you know uh, reach out to me because that's kind of a I, I get on a soapbox there um but you know automation and you know more money and more technology is not going to save your business or your lead conversion process from really bad um from bad process from bad follow up from you know not having hired the right people from not having the right culture for not understanding and process mapping the you know your client's journey from beginning to end
3: fantastic man i love that so david david tam from cast services guys tag these guys will all be tagged in the post if you're listening to the podcast later if you want to give out however let I me mean just find find them on find them on facebook instagram wherever you want to find them. If you want to give out content They'll pull it all together and then cody i want you to listen to this song we're going to play at the end and i don't know if you're a fan of the clash Oh, I'm a
0: big fan of The Clash.
3: Every time you hear this song from now on, you're going to think about what you talked about, about the calling. But anyway, go ahead, David. Wrap it up and then on, you got the song ready.
0: Yeah, definitely. So for everybody that was here, thank you so much. We got two of the top ISAs in the entire country. I think we should probably do another session because I still have like 18 questions to ask. Okay. Um, Comment and ask questions in the chat below. Jess, thanks for having us on. Appreciate it, man.